How you been, dude? You been all right? Yeah, I've been good. That's it. <laughs> you know, just, just same, same shit as always. Just always. sitting here and plot global domination. Like it's going great. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Well, yeah. uh, of course, the new Thy Art is Murder album, Godlike, is out on September 15. And this one is heavier and darker than uh, previous albums, for sure. You like, think so? I think so, dude. Is everyone saying that? Is that a thing that you're getting a lot? I don't know. I don't know if people have been saying it's heavier. Some people have been saying it's more progressive. Some Lots of people are saying that they, it's their favourite one, which I'm stoked. Mm. I don't know if they're just trying to, uh, I don't know, make me happy. It's my favorite one. So yeah, it's really, really good, dude. It's not. I don't mean heavy in a brutal way. It's heavy as in, it's weighty. It had yeah. It has size to it, right? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Because no. Dan, Dan, who's reviewing it, we were talking about it, and he goes, "Man, like it's just we couldn't put our finger on it." And that was the only way we could say it's heavier in in a weighty it's size yeah size that's the best a album anyone in australia i've made that's for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is great no it is really good but what what do you think it was that drove that direction this time where'd that size and that weight come from i think honestly just the time off and also the whole isolation thing mm. you know lends itself to like having dark experiences to draw from and also like time off is just good like you don't do your best work when you're working 110% all the time so having two years to kind of cruise take a break you know when you come back to it it's like let's fucking go just felt like that you know man uh, I, I I know what you're saying there because if you do, you go 110% all the time, you, you hit a wall and then you're like, I don't know where. The... Did you find that at some point? Like you just creatively, everything sort of slows down? Yeah. Was it, what was the point where you, you felt ready to go again? I think it's it's been a, a great learning lesson for me in the fact that we never feel creatively sluggish. I mean, sure, from day to day or week to week, you might have a slump where it's like, I just don't have it in me today, but we've been forced to write records on very quick turnarounds. So we'd like to think that we're pretty professional in the fact that you could put us in the studio tomorrow and tell us we've got to write a song and we'll make one for you. But that being said, sometimes you just do need a breath of fresh air to mm. come back, especially when you, you know, you're working on the, the same project. We're all working on Viata's murder records maybe it'd be different if we're doing different records in between and and listening to different genres of music and, and whatnot, but we just do the art. So having a break from it, super important. I think, you know, just go and live life, hear new sounds. Also, I mean, you change every day, but mm. if you make a record every day, it's the they're going to sound closer and closer and closer together. So just... Having a longer break, it's like when someone kind of loses weight and you see them every day, you don't notice it. But if you don't see someone for a year and they've lost 10 kilos, you go, holy shit, you lost weight. Like, you look great. Kind of like that. Yeah. Contrast. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you did you have ideas in your head before you went over with Will, Will Putney? 
did you have like little inklings and things that had sort of made their way into the back of your brain? Yeah, I mean, and, and that started already as before Human Target even came out. Will and I started discussing like the the vision for the future, what adjustments to make. Mm. I mean, it's one thing that I think is our, one of our great strengths is we're not afraid to be patient and make small adjustments, but at the same time we get criticised for it pretty often that, oh, every album sounds the same. Like if you take the first album, the most recent album, they're very, very different. And you can see those steps in between the records. It, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem radical enough for the uneducated listener, maybe. But we we did start kind of plotting, like thinking about different, um, say, musical themes or movements that might be essential in scaling the band up to the next stage, uh, whether it be slowing things down slightly, introducing groovier elements, uh, how to adjust the choruses for for greater impact, very broad strokes kind of ideas, and then once we settle on that, then it's kind of just writing within those parameters. And what about working with Will? I mean, you've been working with him for years. Have yeah. you found that is he does he crack the whip sometimes? Is he sort of, or have you got that understanding between each other where you're on the same level at all all steps of the way? Yeah, I mean, we're on the same level, but we're on different levels too. Like, he doesn't drink anymore. We used to go to the bar all the time together. Mm. So now that he doesn't drink, he's kind of lost all sympathy for those who do. And Sean and I love to go to the pub. In fact, I was trying to get out of doing all these interviews because Sean was upstairs at my place before. Oh. Road. Instead, I'm here doing this. Um, But no, we, we kind of fuck around a lot. And... It's just so happened every time I've been in the studio the last six or seven years, Brendan Murphy from Counterparts and End has also been at the studio. Oh. Fucking around. And so does he. And so does Sean. So we would literally be, we would take the keys to Will's car, go outside when he was doing something and just leave <laughs> and not answer the phone and get back at like four o'clock in the morning and be like, where the fuck did you guys go? And like, <laughs> we went to the pub. Oh, <laughs> He would let us get away with it here and there, but eventually started cracking the whip and being like, all right, boys, come on, start writing some fucking music. Where's the riffs? Where's the riffs? Yeah, we're pretty lazy, you know. <laughs> nah. Sean and I like to think that we're Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld in that they never wanted the show to be successful because it would mean that they would have to do work. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, really? They want another album? Like, oh, fuck. Like, when is this all going to be over? But you can do it on your own terms now because you're releasing it all independently, right? Yeah, we can do it on our own terms. So maybe we'll just like steer this ship into the ground. <laughs> Why not? No, don't do, don't do that. You know, watch don't it all burn. That. You know, that's going to be a blood mouth now. Everyone's going to be like, Andy says driving band into the ground. Don't do that. Don't, uh, do, that, no. don't do that. Because, I mean, things are, I mean, going really, really well for you guys. It's it's incredible, like seeing where you guys are, are, are have headed over the last couple of years. Are you heading back to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we would have to be in the conversation for the biggest death metal band in the world at the moment. Like, which is, yeah. I don't say it from like a position of ego, but a oh. position like realization and responsibility. That as we approach that top tier of bands like Behemoth, who you know is more black metal leaning, but I'd say they're still a death metal band and cannibal corpse 
dying fetus and and stuff like that it's like it comes with a sort of legacy and a responsibility to to lead from the front and support the bands that come under you in that community so it's pretty fucking nuts to think that we somehow landed here and uh now we've got to carry that on our shoulders and try and take it as far as we can not just for ourselves but for our genre for the community of fans that have supported us absolutely man i think there's been a lot of bands that have followed in your footsteps as you've come up and you you're a big supporter of those bands you seem to take them out and and tour with them and and raising all the ships if if, if you know is that is that has that always been something that's been important to you yeah i think so coming from like a hardcore background mm. you know it's very much about the community and uh your friends and and doing the right thing so yeah, for sure. Like a lot of bands have helped us along the way, like Parkway Drive, for instance. We've done so many tours with them. I don't even know why they keep taking us. But, you know, and that's opened a lot of doors for us. They've provided a lot of guidance and, and wisdom through their experience to us. And so it's our responsibility to do the same thing for, for others. On the business side of things, though, do you feel that there's more pressure on you because you drive the ship? You know, do you think uh, no, more, side, do you feel off. that there is? For sure. I mean, externally there, there is. I don't really feel that sort of pressure. Uh I feel it more as a opportunity. I mean the the risk, I mean the the extent possibility of an, say an extinction level event increases. You know, there's greater risk with the 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 larger the sums of money that you you encounter and the, the greater responsibilities. But for me, it's just doing my job and and realistically, not much has changed. You know, the percentages are percentages, the numbers are the numbers and and just follow that information and, and do my job pretty diligently and off to the races, hopefully. And hope and cross your fingers I don't make any miscalculations because <laughs> then we could all be screwed. I, I don't think you're doing so good so far, man. Like the human target stuff is, you know, you, You've worked it out. You've worked out your formula, and it seems to be going quite well for you. Hopefully, I've. Yeah, bro. Absolutely. I mean, would you think about maybe doing a human target festival? You know, in saying that, I don't know. I mean, I have tinkered with the idea of doing a a smaller festival. Obviously, we've got some. We're lucky to have some great festivals in this country because it comes with a massive, massive overhead of shipping the bands in here. Yes, flying them all in. The population so small for the size of the landmass. Uh, price of everything is incredibly high in this country, and it's very difficult. So, I had thought about trying to do something more boutiquey and aimed specifically at our wheelhouse, like very heavy and aggressive bands, and not trying to cater to the wider market. Mm. Still, don't know if we have the uh, the culture in Australia to warrant it. Like. I've looked at the numbers and it is pretty expensive and not really doable financially at this point. Um, but I would like to think in the next like two to three years, you'll see Via try to branch out and expand like the nature of say a headline tour. And, you know, maybe no one will, not enough people will pay for it now, but if we cover that cost and make those losses to build something for the community, maybe it'll, be a hit or maybe i'll just lose my ass i don't know we don't want that to happen 
but I get <laughs> but man I, I I see it and like I'm seeing the whole genre everything there's something happening at the moment and you know you played cool and got a hotel like a few weeks back man and packed the fucking place out that place is it's difficult to get down there and every man's dog comes out to see you you know what I mean in these little regional areas that's got to be an indication of of something you know well, I hope so. I, th- I think it's the indication of uh, or the validation of over 10 years of hard work and making sure that we're we're trying to reach out to the community, going and putting on these shows in, in regional areas where, you know, oftentimes you are losing money, but you like to think that you're investing in the future of that community. Maybe you can go back next year and have a bigger show and you might make some money. So it's been a very long burn. It's something we've been doing for about eight years now. So yeah. it's nice to see it's slowly coming around and maybe it might not in my lifetime or in this band's lifetime, but maybe we're helping uh, build a, a music culture for the future or at least playing our part along with other bands and, and managers and booking agents to develop that within Australia because we are a pretty young country mm. and culturally we're pretty mm, uh, vacuous. You know, there's there's not... There's not a rich history of art and culture in, you know, modern Australia. So it's, it is tough. You know, we, we don't have that established touring circuit like the States or Europe does. Well, hopefully it's changing, man. That's for sure. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, your production now is a, is an insane level full of fire and stuff like that. Are you taking that over to Europe? Cause you're about to do some massive venues in Europe. How does that yeah. sort of change? your plans doing the bigger bigger venues uh it's difficult you know you have to familiarize yourself with the laws of 20 something different countries and the policies Mm. and the taxes and the is there restrictions on fire is there restrictions on laser beams are there restrictions on the volume of the space and how much co2 are you able to inject into the atmosphere like so many things that i just picked up a guitar like 15 years ago man like and wanted to play riffs now i've got to learn about all this stuff it's crazy so it does come with new challenges yeah but they're not ones that we haven't faced before there's just a lot more of them and you know we're every day i'm working pretty long hours trying to figure a way out that we can put on the best show possible for our fans where do you think the show is going to uh, evolve to next? Obviously, you've got the visual aspects as well with working with um, third eye visuals, right? Mm-hmm. Mate, those clips are insane. Are, are you looking at maybe bringing some of those elements, maybe a more cinematic, you know, aspect to your live show in in some ways that you've got that production? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the sky's the limit, really, these days in terms of production. I think you, you just got to look to rap and hip hop. Mm. for sure doing doing crazy things pop as well even like theater and uh something like Cirque du Soleil has insane production so we know that there are are a lot of techniques it just comes down to a matter of like do we have the right people that can help us pull it off and can we afford it and unfortunately like a lot of the stuff just isn't is out of our price range you want to put on pyro the, the scale of the parkway drive every day that's a hundred grand a day my friend like what? i don't i oh. don't have that and then you want to have a big led wall the size of bring me the horizon that's a hundred grand a day like 
it's so expensive. People honestly probably would be shocked to know how much we're spending on production. It's phenomenal sums and still not enough to put on the show that we would like to. So just, you know, figuring out what is available, what we can accomplish, what we can afford, and then trying to, to maximise the impact in the in the live show. Because, you know, we're, we're not just getting up there and playing the songs like we used to 10 years ago, trying to create a memory for the fans and experience something that they remember and something, you know, for a lot of people that they could aspire to, like to to try their hardest to do their best and, and you know, reap the, the fruits of that labour. Absolutely do. Absolutely. And you mentioned before that... Uh, you, you had, you know, the seeds of of Godlike early on. Mm-hmm. Have you got a, a direction for your next step floating around? Have you discussed that with with Will and and the rest of the guys? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Will and I are, are talking about it almost on a monthly basis. So we're just always brainstorming. You know, I'm sure that it will get refined in the coming months as the album sees wide release and. We see what works. And also, as the touring comes together, understanding like how that translates also, you know, what do we enjoy playing and performing? What's sustainable to perform? Mm. Um, you know, playing fast technical music is awesome and I love it, but it is challenging technically and physically. And so we need to start thinking about is that is performing to that level achievable in 5, 10, 15 years from now? And if it isn't, then we don't want to be phoning it in and putting everything on backtracks. Now's the time to start thinking about adjusting course on the music, on the tempo, on the technicality, and then making sure that we can make creative enough music that satisfies us within those constraints to, you know, create an authentic experience in the future. And not just let uh, AI do all the riffing. No, exactly. <laughs> I think well, that's, you know, it's coming. Them put everything on a backing track and just hate yourself and, you know. Nah, nah you can, nah, I don't think you guys would. Nah, we would never do Fuck it. No. Fuck no. Cannibal Corpse wouldn't do it. No, they definitely wouldn't. I don't think they even played all click track. Nah, they're all El Natural. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, of course, I mean, you've got this tour coming up in Europe and that's going to take you through to the end of the year. What's, how, can we expect to see you again down here next year at some point, or is it US and, and every, the rest of the world going to have their turn? Oh, I don't know. What do you reckon? You reckon we're just going to do this tour and then retire? No. I'm working on stuff, man. Always. Everyone's just got to be patient. Um, it's, it's getting, I will say that putting on tours the size that we're trying to do these days comes with added complexity and more difficulty in getting people to agree to doing tours and lineups and stuff. You go, you have to pick bigger bands, which are normally busier bands, which means they have less availability. So timing becomes an issue. Uh, Pricing becomes an issue. So I'm working on it for sure. And I'd love to get it wrapped up as soon as possible, but we are definitely working on Australia and uh, North America, ideally in the first six months of next year. And then just keep this train rolling. We're going back to Europe in the summer next year. And uh, then we got more stuff the end of next year. And then we got more stuff in 2025. And now we're starting to work on the start of 2026. So that far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, I don't even know what socks I'm going to be wearing in two days. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'll have for breakfast tomorrow, but I know what show I'm playing in September 2025. So, go figure. That is nuts. You're on. You're on it. But, uh, mate, it's always good to chat chat to you. And I hope that one wasn't too boring. In the no, scandal. no, way more boring. You've prolonged my life by at least 20 minutes now. So, <laughs> okay. maybe oh, the next one will be oh, the, the one that does it. Yeah, you, you just uh, hey, you're not at my front door with a machete at the moment, so we're doing all right. Not yet. No, you're not yet. There's still time, mate. There's still, uh, time. There's still time. But, uh, dude, we're going to have all the links down here to Godlike uh, September 15. We'll have it on the website as well. Brother, take care, and uh, all the best to you and the boys out there on the road. Stay safe, eh? You're a legend. Thank you very much, mate.